0: This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only
1: Ms. Emily Baker. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me back. I can't wait. There's so much we have to chat about that it's like, okay, we have 10 years of things to talk about and we have to just go.
0: <laughs> it's like I was saying before we just got on the air. If it were up to me, you would be back here every week. I am just trying to be respectful that you have your own YouTube channel, your own thing, your own legal commentary. So I'm
1: very respectful of your time. So I have sat on my hands for weeks. You're so kind. I'm always available. I'm always down to talk to you. I love our conversations. So, you know, reach out as stuff is kicking off. There's so much going on, not just from like the cultural, like, Pop culture perspective, but also where that meets legal. And it's crazy watching it unfold in real time. And I'm very drawn into all of it and I can't stop. Can I just, and I might have asked you this last time, but I mean, with all these people I interview, I don't
0: remember anything. So (laughs) I know that you are a former LA prosecutor for the district attorney's office. How did you, I mean, I was a former lawyer too, as you know. So one could ask me the same question, but how did you decide to become a legal commentator regarding pop culture?
1: So when I shifted away, I was a LA County deputy district attorney for over 10 years. That is a job with a lot of wear and tear and stress. And I had some health issues that caused me to step away from the office, multiple back surgeries and things like that. Um, I have lots of content on it. If anybody wants to dive deeper into my whole world, but I started doing consulting in the online entrepreneur space, mostly with female business owners, because a lot of them are like, I just need a lawyer. I can run a few things by. And I was like, there's not a lot to find. And I am really good at helping identify what people need and then place them with the right attorney. So I would kind of, you know, go through and consult on basic things, help people find the type of lawyer they needed. As COVID hit, my podcast started growing and YouTube started growing because I think, you know, we had more time and people weren't commuting and they had time to find other Uh, avenues of entertainment, TV production was shut down. And I started bringing what I did on the Emily show podcast with the legal breakdowns onto YouTube and doing them as live streams. And it grew so quickly that it quickly replaced my consulting income. And I'm like, Oh, we do this now. We're a full-time content creator. Now I'm a YouTuber. Now this is my greatest dream in life. I never thought that I would be able to have talking about shit that I love be my full-time gig, but I have loved pop culture forever. I was dying the day that Lindsay Lohan came to my courthouse. My very first picture on Instagram ever is news vans waiting for Lindsay Lohan to come to court when she was getting into trouble for theft and stuff like that. And, and I, even back then I was like, oh my God, I have to be cool. Like I'm one of the prosecutors here. I cannot be a complete mess, but I wanted to talk about it. And people in my office are like, Emily, stop. And I'm like, but no, look, did you see the white dress? Like that is a choice. And then as that started to grow, I was like, oh, I can just do this. Like this can be my thing. And somewhere after 40, I was like, I can just build a career that I want and love and a community of people that I love to talk with. And I won't stop. I was just at a YouTube conference and the people who came up to me, even heads of departments at YouTube came up and were like, can you break down like what's going on with this and this and that? I'm like, yes, let's chat. Cause I love talking about it. So
0: that's the path we have similar paths in the sense that like I grew up loving pop culture. Like this is, but when it's same thing, like I had a show before COVID, it was fine. It was doing well. I didn't realize. Yes. And then when COVID hit, I was like, wait a second. Like this could be my full-time job. Like I could be here in this and like, I could actually like, this is a real job. Yeah. Same thing. It just skyrocketed. And I was like, I didn't really think this was going to be my actual real job where I can make money. And like, this is full-time and then it's the same thing. And then you're like, that happened so fast. And you're like, there's so much to do now. Same thing. There's so much to do. And I love it.
1: And being a content creator is great. The stuff I talk about is what I used to procrastinate and feel guilty about. Like I should be working, but I'm like devouring information about, you know, housewives or whatever it is. I'm like falling down these rabbit holes that I'm interested in. And now I just bring my audience along when my curiosity or interest is piqued about something. And we just run down those rabbit holes together and break down both the legal side and sometimes the juicy stuff. Because legal documents have gotten way more juicy. Like when we were in law school, shit was not this interesting.
0: No, just wasn't. I don't no. remember anything in law school being <laughs> this interesting. Like, did you like Housewives before like Erica? I mean, or like with Teresa, yes. it, you did. It just... Oh,
1: I've watched since season one OC. Me too. Um, I, when I say I love reality TV, I've watched just about every reality, like back to the simple life, back to the hills and Laguna Beach and, you know, the OG Jersey Shore, like all of it. Every time I'm on a podcast, that's the one question I get.
0: What are your favorite reality shows? I literally say Laguna Beach and the simple life. Period. Yes. The end. Those are the two. They're Everything iconic. Else, iconic. Laguna Beach yeah. is the best thing that's ever existed in the entire world.
1: Because nobody knew it was like, oh, sweet summer children. We were all so innocent. And it has it has the reality in reality TV that we're not getting anymore because again, you know, you, it's like the Truman show, you watch the thing, watching the thing. And then the thing starts to change that didn't really happen with Laguna beach. Yes, it did on the Hills, but with Laguna beach, it was really just a a look into people's lives. And I've always been super nosy. I mean, look, I loved white collar crime prosecutions because you are digging through people's emails and bank records and you get to be nosy as hell. And that's one of the things I love about reality TV. Is that terrible? I'm just. Maybe it is,
0: but I love it. One day I need to have you on and we just need to do a show about like where reality TV started, where it is now. And like, is this the future forever or is, are we, like you said, like an audience that is just in on it now. And that's not necessarily good. Like I liked it when I was just dumb and blind and like, I don't know anything. And I believe all of this. It was great. And they
1: weren't going on social media. Like there wasn't really social media. It's just, we watched it when it came out. We didn't know the behind the scenes. You didn't know, oh, these two are still following each other on Instagram. So it must all smooth out later. Like we just didn't have as much information. So it was a really fun viewing experience. Now, sometimes viewing housewives feels like a whole, well, it is a whole ass job for a lot of people now, but I'm in such a good mood because I
0: just got my new rain jacket t-shirts and sweaters in the mail from Tentry. Not only are these products fashion forward, but they're earth friendly. Tentry sells lots of different products, including clothing, underwear, outerwear, activewear, and more. What I love is that not only are these fashion forward, like I said, but everything they make is manufactured ethically and from materials that are either sustainably sourced or recycled. Besides being sustainable, Tentry clothing is so soft and so comfortable. I am already wearing these t-shirts like all day and all night. Listen, for every item purchased from Tentree, they plant 10 trees, and this helps take carbon out of the air, replenish ecosystems, and it gives jobs to tree planters and communities around the world. To learn more about Tentree's planting mission and to grab some comfy, sustainable clothes, check out their website, www.tentree.com. And because you're listening to this podcast, use code VELVET to get 15% off your first order. That's www.tentree.com. E-E-N-T-R-E-E.com,
1: use code Velvet to get 15% off your first order. There, the social media aspect of it definitely shifts because these narratives are not just playing out on the show in the packages that we get. They're playing out across various social media platforms, interviews, and there's so much more to consume.
0: Yes, yes, and yes. Well, before yes we get yes. to the legal stuff with Erica, which a lot of it even hurts my head. Like everyone thinks I'm a lawyer and I know
1: everything. I'm like, I, I know very little. It's a lot to keep up with. I mean, it, it, it 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 moves fast. These bankruptcies are not just fast moving. There are a lot of moving pieces and it truly is a lot to keep up. It's a lot to keep up with. It's a lot to keep up with. Well, what, okay. What did you think of this season before we get to the legal stuff just watching it? What are you saying? I mean, I was fascinated by this season because I watched so closely all of the legal Girardi drama play out in real time. And so being able to pin back, it's like, oh, now they're at Christmas. We're getting we're, the bankruptcy's coming, the conservatorship's coming. Like knowing what's coming and then watching it with that in mind was. Very, very interesting to me. I also really enjoyed starting to see the dynamics grow between Garcelle and Sutton and Crystal and seeing, you know, them standing their ground in different ways, seeing Sutton and and Crystal from, from Tahoe kind of really grow together and and move past their fights. I think Sutton grew a lot as a person during this season. She was clearly having a lot going on in her personal life at the beginning of the season, and I think came out the other side stronger in her voice. And that's always an interesting journey for me to watch. I thought it was one of the best seasons of Beverly Hills we've watched. um, But also there's so much like speculation behind it. I don't know what the season would have been like without the legal drama, but we definitely see... Like, I think Kyle Richards is about to get flamed for, for backstabbing. We saw Rinna be horribly inconsistent from last season. There was lots of interesting aspects to this season. I agree
0: with a lot of that. I mean, what do you think
1: of, i mean, well, first of all, do you think Erica knew? Let's just start with that sentence. I still, and, and I get, I get flamed for this all the time. I still don't know how much Erica knew. Um, and, and look, I'm coming from the, the former prosecutor perspective, but also I've I've seen victims of white collar crime come in and I've seen how much they don't know. I'm not calling Erica a victim. Tom Geordi's clients are victims. It doesn't mean that Erica didn't fall under the same wing of he just pays my credit cards and I don't know how the money happens. He was winning awards from every major law organization. He was on covers of magazines. I mean, a lot of those are paid for, but he was on the covers of these magazines with billion dollar settlements. 40% of a billion makes me believe that I'm never running out of money. Erica's lawyer continues to point out that she has a 12th grade education. I know that she puts on a very tough front, but I don't know if she's as savvy as she'd like all of us to believe. I don't think for a second that she was reading their tax returns. I think Tom said, hey, sign these. And she signed them. I think he said, I'm paying for the credit card bills, put everything on the Amex. And she was like, yeah, okay," And didn't know what account that was coming from. Did she know there were rumblings and did she know there were problems in the law firm? Probably. But did Tom say, that's all bullshit, don't ask about it? Possibly. So I don't know if she knew the depth of it. I i wouldn't be surprised if she knew about the Rue Gomez litigation because she was getting subpoenaed in that. But I also am very curious as to what Tom told her about those things and if she believed him because Tom strung his clients along for ages and they believed him. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it'll get taken care of. Oh, this, oh, that. Very charming. And then when you cross him, very quick to anger. And I wonder if he was the same way with her. So I mean, she that benefited. Sense. And like I had Lisa
0: Bloom on and I told you like, you know, and she is a very well-respected LA lawyer. And, you know, she, she knew Tom, like she went and she said, like, you know, he was really revered. Like, that's a thing. It wasn't just a lawyer. He was very revered in the LA
1: legal yes, community. He was. And, and would your spouse seeing everyone else respecting you in this way, think that something was really this horrible, I think a lot of the legal community was stunned. I know that there was stuff with legal lenders, but stuff with like having issues with legal lenders and and not paying them back doesn't raise offense the same way his clients not getting paid does. It's like, okay, well, they're still lending him money. I, at the beginning of this, when I'm cracking through like the legal financing companies, they're like, oh, he was behind, but then we lent him more money and, oh, he was behind. And then he collateral the house. And then we lent him more money. These were people who also respected him and kept lending him tens of millions of dollars over and over and over again. How are his clients supposed to know? And if his clients didn't know until it was too late, that he had absconded with their money. I don't know how she would have known she benefited once she did know the thing that's more damning to me really is once she did know how she behaved afterwards. That's the part I have a bigger problem with what she knew before. I'm not sure she didn't owe a duty to the the clients. She didn't owe, you know, she wasn't the lawyer doing this. His brother's getting paid like $40,000 a month out of his law firm. His son-in-law is getting paid out of the law firm. She benefited from money that wasn't hers. Clearly, I didn't know if she knew how much of it wasn't hers. Afterwards, though, the behavior's been rough for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of have a very similar view to you where a whole backstory of when she found out yes. and all that. But I do think the same thing. So like, right, so when she, do you think that she found out, like, do you think this is a plan hatched by Tom, you know, where she he said to her, run like this is you're going to you're going to call e you're going to call morgan stewart and daily pop there's going to announce the divorce you and i there will be no burner phone we're not going to drive into the woods we will never speak again because this is i just keep going back to like and you were a prosecutor so you know better than me i feel because i i have friends that were very good friends with jeffrey epstein i have friends that were very good friends with michael cone i have a friend that goes and visits cone in his with his ankle bracelet like I think if like the world is right, I mean like I, but I think if the really I have a friend now that visit, goes and visits Michael Cohen like once, so they're like best it friends. Have to have
1: uh, right. interesting. Right. I mean,
0: you know, <laughs> but I so I feel like just in my experience, and I wasn't prosecuting white collar crime, but like when the world is crashing in on you, like in 2016, and then it doesn't, like you think it's coming and it doesn't, yeah. you're like. Shit, that was a bad two weeks, but man. And then it happens again in two. Like, I think when it's coming and it doesn't come, you just think it's never going to come. So I just right. go back to like, when you say it's time to run, it's almost like always too late. Like, right? Like, what white-collar criminal yes. is going to quit before it is actually too late? Because oh, you no. think it's not coming. You think it is, and you're scared and you shit bricks for a week, but then it doesn't come, right? Making content is such an essential part of what I do to keep this show going, but it hasn't always been a seamless creative process i'll be honest my design skill level ain't so great and my ability to learn new platforms is even worse ever since i found canva pro i can design anything like a pro on any device i feel like such an expert listen it's a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content with just a few clicks designing with Canva pro is so much fun and it's fast you could choose from thousands of templates that are easy to customize or you can just start from scratch what I like the best about Canva Pro is everything is in one place and it helps me stay organized. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, video editor, it's all right there. For just $12.99 a month, you and four teammates can unlock everything Canva Pro has to offer. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use my promo code. Just go to Canva dot me slash velvet robe to get free 45 days of an extended trial period that's canva dot me slash velvet robe and you get a free 45 day extended trial period
1: you're going to be designing things that are so amazing you can thank me later right and that's one of the things particularly with the feds is their prosecutions take quite a while to put together. So you will see sometimes the feds do a raid and we see this a little in the Jen Shaw case, which we can talk about another time, but you see this raid happen two years before she gets indicted. So yeah, she knows that people she's working with have been raided and arrested, but it doesn't come for her. And I I don't know because I still don't know with Tom Girardi how much of cognitive issues there were or not. If there weren't cognitive issues, did he see the world starting to collapse? Probably, because the lawsuit started to pick up. Edelson PC wasn't having any of it anymore, and it all started to come together. So right as Erica filed for divorce, but you've heard Jay Edelson in interviews of Edelson PC who filed the lawsuit in Illinois with regard to the, or Illinois, I mean, anyway, with the plane crash victims from the Lion Air crash saying, Hey, we were co-counsel on this. They didn't get paid. And he said that the divorce is what triggered him to go, Oh shit. The, the, all of the rats are leaving the ship, if you will. And there isn't going to be any money left. And this is a huge problem. So I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. Erica, the way Erica tells it is I had to, I had to go and I ran in the middle of the night, but then later in the season, we see her saying, Oh, he's calling me every day saying, come back what's going on. And I don't know if that's bullshit too saying, Oh, he, he misses me. I don't know. I would love to hear from his kids. Like do do his kids see this as a ploy for them to, to separate and her to try to get away from the taint of what's going to happen with him so that she can continue to earn an income for the rest of her life. Or do his kids see it as the third wife jumping ship when things got hard? I'm very curious about that. So right. I really don't know. I keep taking in more information and it keeps changing my mind um, because I want to see more information. Like my gut response is like, it could be either. It could like really be either. Those are the two scenarios, right? That he said, yeah. here's the
0: plan. I am still right. the smartest lawyer in the world. And, you know, according to him, obviously, Emily D. Baker is the smartest lawyer in the world. I'm
1: definitely not the (laughs) smartest lawyer in the world, but uh, we're savvy as to some things. But it's not uncommon, particularly with white-collar defendants, particularly with this personality that is, you know, I'm charming, I'm quick to anger, I know more than everyone, that – it's really not until all the walls are closing in that they're willing to call it. And even then they want control of how that's going to go down. And you often see people trying to control how they talk to the police and it's their interviews play out in a very interesting back and forth because they're still trying to control the process. So it wouldn't surprise me to learn that Tom was trying to control the entire process still, even as the walls are crumbling in. Right. Which is, that's still what I go to, but that doesn't, I'm not taking her as innocent because
0: then you do know, and you decided to run as opposed to, but, and then you think what the other alternative is, she's just a gold digging whore who says you're, you're I gonna, did not say well, that. I'm, okay. I'm saying that, but like, is it that what but that, like, you're losing? That it your started to decline and, and I'm out you for money yeah. and I'm, I'm out. I'm not going to be poor
1: that she was just, I mean, I think at the end of the day, Erica's going to take care of Erica And she might've seen, she might've seen it starting to crumble with mental decline and with money issues and said, you know what? I'm not going down with this ship. If I'm going to rise above, not knowing all of what it was going to be, but if I'm going to bounce back from this, I have to go now. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a 20 year marriage. It's a very interesting thing to be like, oh, is this what it is? Because now we're starting to hear now they're starting to fill in the backstory, but I don't know how. It's hard to believe all of it because the way that she's been outlining it this season has been very disjointed and very unbelievable. And so, to
0: that, do you think she is using? The, I mean, she look she's clearly going to stay on the show. It's now what year? Like six? It's like there's a salary yes. now. It's not sixty thousand dollars to start or one hundred and twenty for your second year. It's right. like three, four, five is probably where it is. I mean, so do you think she's using the show to like, here are the cameras,
1: I'm going to create this narrative? I, I can't imagine how you wouldn't do that. because. But she's also trying to craft a narrative in real time because she doesn't have the benefit of hindsight of knowing how many other shoes are going to drop. I actually genuinely believe her when she said, every day bring something new and I don't know what it's going to be. I think the volume of the bad definitely caught her by surprise. And you see her trying to figure out Are we sticking with Erica Jane or are we going to let Erica Jane uh, take a backseat and be Erica and be like, look at my fucking life. Look at what is happening to me. I have nothing, but she's clearly in self-preservation mode. She cannot think of another person but herself. And she's like, what's going to happen to me? And she's pissed. She seems really angry. Some of these scenes. You know, it's never too early to start gift shopping for the
0: holidays. And today you can save big on a gift you'll use every day: Raycon Wireless Earbuds. These are literally my go-to earbuds for everything: working out, walking, working from home with seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit. You can start listening right away and keep listening for hours. I love that it Raycon offers eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. I have to tell you guys, I'm really picky with audio quality, and the audio quality is amazing, especially compared to what you get from other premium brands, except Raycon starts at half the price. The new everyday earbuds come with three sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best. There's also a built-in mic, and you can take calls on your Airpods at the press of a button. You guys can go to buyraycon.com velvet today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry this offer is available for a limited time only and you don't want to miss it that's buyraycon.com slash velvet to unlock up to 20 percent off your raycon buy raycon.com slash velvet she seems really angry i mean are we do we blame her for saying no i just care about myself like i don't care like i'm preserving myself
1: no i mean i i don't I don't blame her. I don't love it. Um because you see absolutely no empathy for everyone else. I think it would be very easy or would have been very easy for her to say, you know, I'm learning that his clients were being told everything was fine all along and that's what I was being told too and I'm horrified to find how many ended up with nothing. Like I'm going to be fine, I'll figure it out. I'm angry. I feel lied to. I feel betrayed. I can't imagine how his clients feel. They must also feel angry and lied to and betrayed. And I don't know why that was never said. And I don't know how hard that would be for her to have empathy. If she was lied to by Tom, if she didn't know, how hard would it be to empathize with others who were in the exact same boat, you know? Right. Who have it worse than you. Much, much. And she's, I mean, when she's saying on the show, she said, I'm going to, I told my lawyers, I expect to get nothing from this divorce. And they're like, oh, that's so brave. No, that's just the reality. When, when was that said, was that said after the two bankruptcies were forced? I mean, that's just, that's a statement of facts that you're going to walk away with nothing. Right. Like you're getting nothing regardless. She might get a lot more than she bargains for because she's a co-debtor on a lot of these debts. And you know, that the IRS is looking into this. There's no way that they're not. So we already have seen in some of the bankruptcy filings that there is our taxes owed to the Franchise Tax Board in California. That's California's wing of their state tax uh, authority. And I'm sure there, if there's money owed to the FTB, there's going to be money owed to the IRS. And to see how all of that plays out, she could end up uh, with a lot more liability than she anticipates. And I'm sure that that is the conversation she and her lawyers are having in these early stages of how bad is this going to be?
0: How bad is it going to be in terms of she might owe money, so to speak?
1: I mean, money
0: point of view. Or go to prison. Right. That was if my guess. There's next... tax issues. True. So well, do you think that she has money? Like, do you think there's this? Like everyone says, where's Tom's money? Like, do you think Erica has any money somewhere? hidden hidden a mattress. Like, do you think she has money? And if not, how is she living? Like, I mean, I know she says the glam squad and Mikey Minden is there for free. Her assistant where she's at TJ Maxx. I mean, we've all met that girl every time I see Erica, that girl is there for free. Yeah. They're all there for free for for credit on Bravo, I guess.
1: At Cloud's an interesting thing, isn't it? We see this in YouTube all the time. But I her she looks angry and afraid. I don't think there is just some big pile of money hiding somewhere because I think her behavior would be different. And I think, that it might be easier for her to wrap her head around, I'm going to be okay. She doesn't look like a woman who thinks she's going to be okay on this season. And I don't think she's that good of an actress to pull it off. She looks like her world is falling apart around her. Not to say that others aren't either, because there are still clients of Gerardi Keyes trying to figure out who's going to represent them in active cases. So it is not just her, but she's the one everybody wants to talk about. And I get that. I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if she had help with legal fees from those who want to see her bounce back from friends. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't think there's a big pile of money. I think, I'll be very curious when there's a forensic accounting done to see where this money was going. I don't know if Tom was spending money on other individuals, other women. He, I know in his law firm, he's paying at least $40,000 a month to one of his brothers for consulting work. He was still paying out on these buildings that he owned, paying to the former partner of the firm who's also going to lose his entire retirement because Tom was paying it monthly to Keese. Um, where did the money go? I don't know. Were they spending it like water? It seems that way, but it wasn't coming in and where it was going. I don't think it was necessarily going to sit in offshore accounts. And if it is, that will be traceable down the road and it will be found and we'll hear about it five years from now.
0: And then is Erica wrong in your opinion, if she, I mean, I guess her argument in her head is I didn't know and that's what she's saying. And if she didn't know anything then why should I be responsible for any of this? Yes. You could still act a certain way towards the victims and be making statements. That's a whole nother thing. But like, that's, I think, was that her rationale of like, I'm not paying, you know, cause like, where like Ronald Richard says, turn yourself, you know, like, she's just like, I'm not giving anything to anyone. I'm not selling any clothes or anything. Cause I didn't do anything. Is that really
1: what it is? I think. Legal strategy wise, if I'm on Erica's team, I want a global settlement. And what that means is I want to know how much the IRS thinks I owe. I want to know how much the franchise tax board thinks I owe. I want to know how much the personal bankruptcy trustee thinks I owe, and how much the law firm bankruptcy trustee thinks I owe. And if I'm the lawyer evaluating that, I'm looking at the bank at the law firm, and I'm going, this one comes last because some of those personal marital debts, like the horse the horse vet in Florida that's not paid, and all this other stuff, she's a co debtor on those. That was debts incurred during her marriage. And she's not getting out of those same with the tax liabilities. So I can understand why there's this back and forth with regard to the law firm. Cause she's like, I didn't have access to that money. I didn't know the accountings. And if the lawyers at the firm didn't know what was going on, how the fuck am I supposed to know what was going on? I get that, but there, <laughs> it could have been handled better. But if I'm her, I'm also looking at until I know how big of a hole this is, I'm not paying money anywhere. Because the first liability you're going to want to pay back is the IRS and the franchise tax board, because they're going to get their money no matter what other stuff can be discharged in bankruptcy, the law firm money, her lawyer has said, and I've spoken to her lawyer and asked him for comment. Her lawyer has said, look, I'm not confident that she owes back everything to the law firm they're saying she owed. But if these weren't loans, and they're listed as loans to the IRS, then there could be other issues. So if I'm the lo- legal team, I want to know what all the issues are before I resolve anything. That makes
0: sense to me. Yeah. That makes of so sense.
1: She's the, the, and if she pays whatever, if there's, and this is speculation, if there's anything owed to the IRS, um, if she pays that first and there's nothing left, everything else just isn't going to get paid. I mean, she clearly doesn't have $20 million sitting around. I, I don't believe she has that money for a second. Because if she would, wouldn't she quietly just be like, here's the money. Can you all stop harassing me on the internet? Yes. I think the lawyers would work something out, sign, yep. sign your life
0: away. If you ever breathe a word of this and just make this go away. Cause yep. isn't that what lots of rich people do often? That's exactly there's... what lots
1: of rich people right.
0: do. I mean, so how does that work? though? Like if the IRS and everything gets theirs and you say no one else gets anything, is it like now garnishing your wages? Like you're going to now go work at bravo until they fire you and
1: you're nothing is yours. I for mean, taking everything. the IRS can and they take priority if if the money was paid from the law firm. And it looks like from the law firm, Tom Girardi was paying the American Express bills that were for their personal expenses and expenses to bear uh, benefit Erica and Erica's company were being paid by law firm funds and not personal funds. Her company could file for bankruptcy for some of that. I mean, I don't think EJ Global's sitting on a bunch of money. I think it was a loan out company, like many celebrities use, where you hire the company and Erica shows up to perform so that the venue doesn't have to hire her as an employee. So I I just think those are credit card bills paid, not money into bank accounts. And that was actually clarified by Ron Richards in the legal filings that that was not $20 million into a bank account. It was mostly in-kind payments that benefited her. But if there's no money to get back, I don't know what they think they're going to get back. And that's going to come last in priority to everything else. It's 2021 and nobody has time for uncomfortable
0: shoes. That's where Rothy's comes in. Rothy's surveyed thousands of customers and the number one word used to describe their shoes, you guessed it comfortable. Listen, now that fall is in the air, what better way to welcome the season than with new shoes like Rothy's best-selling flats, loafers, and sneakers. I picked myself up a pair of Rothy's driving loafers in camo, but they come in a variety of colors. What I love best about my Rothy's is not just the comfort, it's that they're washable and durable. They hold up wash after wash after wash. And yes, you are correct. They're not just for women anymore. They now have men's sneakers, and driving loafers. So listen, to help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited period of time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash velvet. Head to rothys.com slash velvet to find your new favorite pair of shoes today. And for a limited time, you'll receive $20 off. And how does that work? I mean, I should know the answer to this, but like once the people that have to get paid like the IRS and you declare bankruptcy, that is like, that's the whole point of bankruptcy. You're starting over now and you don't owe anything to anyone.
1: I think it's why in particularly, cause what we're not seeing is what's going on in the personal bankruptcy. So there's a bankruptcy for Tom Girardi as an individual and as a married person to Erica, cause they are not divorced they are just separated we're not seeing any anything going on between the lawyer that's been hired to deal with that which is from the ax law firm boris trazion i imagine that those lawyers are just communicating behind the scenes and trying to sort that out what my cat is going crazy. I'm sorry if you can hear that. It's just because you were on vacation and (laughs) he's happy. Yeah. He's just like, what is happening, mom? We're going to play with all the things, apologies, but with the bankruptcy of the law firm, we're seeing it play out much more in public. But if, if she owes anything and they're not fraudulent transfers, if it's just consumer debts, those can be discharged in bankruptcy. That's why Ron Richards and the bankruptcy trustee for the law firm allege that these are fraudulent loans, because there are some things that can be removed in bankruptcy or discharged so you don't pay them later. And there's some things that can't. And that's why the way this resolves is very important. I think this will probably resolve short of going to trial, and I think it will resolve for pennies on what they think she owes. I also think her law, her legal team will and should fight to say, we don't owe all of that. We didn't choose what bank account Tom paid the credit card bills out of. He chose. And how is she paying the lawyers? I mean, could they be doing, I mean. I imagine they're not doing it pro bono. I don't know if she's paying it out of her housewife salary or if she has people helping her. We saw Sutton on Uh, Was it deleted scenes where Sutton's like I offered to help her because divorces are expensive and she's being left with nothing? I imagine there's other people in Erica's life too that might be willing to help her with legal fees, but they're not going to be able to go after those people for money. They're just people can pay legal fees if the if the papers are signed right. You can have someone else pay your legal fees. Right. So so if she didn't know anything, which we're you know listen,
0: there's no sense in going back and forth because we're never going to know. But like then why, I mean, this brings up a whole issue, which is a whole nother show, which is something I talk about all the time. Like why, why Tom? Like it's the same thing with everyone. Joe, Joe, Judas, Joe, Judice, and ever just mm-hmm. everyone like what you did, white collar criminals. Like what is the mindset? It's just, you think you're crafty. And I mean, sure. I would like $50 million versus five. Sure. But I don't, is, is that, is it just that simple? It's just, I mean, how else is it just great what Tom thinks that I need the trophy wife and I'm going to lose. I mean, that's almost a sad, that makes me feel bad. I've had moments of feeling bad for Erica. I've said that before. I've had moments of like, I'm not, listen, I don't, I, I come out of it, but there are moments of like, it's a 20 year marriage. And if you really didn't know how will you ever trust someone again, then you have moments of feeling bad for Tom of like, are you that in like, is your dick that small? Are you that insecure <laughs> as one of the top lawyers that you're going to lose this quote unquote trophy wife? If you don't keep supporting her $40,000 a month habit then that's really sad. There's, there's no law. There's nothing after 20 right. years that you can say it member for Richard, like we're, this is it, honey, we're, we're going down a bad road. Let's face it. There are th- hundreds of people, you know, that are happily married
1: that would stay with somebody that's a real marriage absolutely and i mean particularly during covid i think a lot of i mean my husband and i have been married almost 20 years there have been we moved states there have been ups and downs but you have to have open communication about it i don't know what communication was happening in their marriage we'll never know but i really do think that tom tom fooled a lot of people into believing his own bullshit and that is very common when you see those who who engage in white collar crime. And again, we see it with like Elizabeth Holmes and the Theranos trial. She was out there selling this billion dollar dream when behind the scenes, none of it was working. And she was still on stages and on the cover of magazines like Time and Fortune going, yeah, we've created this thing, but you know, it doesn't work, which is why she's on trial for it. And Tom, I think was doing the same thing, this shell game. I don't, I think that this started before Erica came onto the scene. I think that this, I don't know what got him behind behind the eight ball debt-wise, but there are cases going back decades where clients are alleging that they weren't properly paid. I think the investigation into what was going on with the State Bar of California will be very interesting, and we know the LA Times is digging into that question more because it allowed client after client after client to be victimized in this way and to have their funds stolen but when he's getting billion dollar settlements from the pharmaceutical industry why is that not enough why is the tens of millions and sometimes hundreds of millions in settlements why is it not enough and where did the money go he had three or four mortgages on the property in Pasadena like where did the money go did it go it didn't all go to the Chagall like it's not all in a Cartier ring it's it's this is decades of behavior that's catching up.
0: Yeah, and is the white collar mind normally? I just want more. I- I'd like a plane, or is it like I am? I-, I am the best. I am. I am God. I am one step below God, and I will. Is it more ego, or is it much? Just oh, there's a lot of money. ego.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ego. There's a lot of I'm smarter than everybody. But I've also seen. Um, people just in the state courts that I was prosecuting that almost like gamblers, it's like on this next one, I'll make it back and it'll all be fine and I'll stop. Like on this next one, on this next one, on this next one. And I don't know if Tom was just, ego, or if it was, he got behind somewhere and then was taking this case to pay this back case, which is why myself and others have referred to it as a Ponzi scheme, where it's taking the new money coming in to pay back the old money. When did that start? Cause he never should have gotten behind money should have come in from a case, paid everything out and gone to the clients. But I think it was on the next case, it'll be fine. And we saw that in the voicemails to Edelson PC. And we saw that in other documents that I got the sense of Constantly trying to catch up to the next settlement to try to pay it back. And I don't know when that happened. And then this arrogance of, well, I'm smart enough. Nobody knows. The judges aren't going to flame me. It'll all be fine. This is how we do it. He went to court with the Rui Gomez family. He, he knew that they didn't get their money, he knew that he didn't have their money, dragged them through litigation and finally settled and then didn't pay the settlement. I mean, the balls and the audacity to drag these people through everything that they've been through, then everything that they had to go through to try to get their money back from their lawyer and then to get a settlement and then to not pay that either. I mean, that's a bit of a personality. That's, that's a, that's specific. That is really specific. I mean, (laughs) to
0: be someone that you just, I mean, that's the thing. Like, again, I'm not taking Erica's, I'm not saying this is woe is, but can you imagine living with someone? And if you really didn't know, just thinking this was like the pillar of the community and they were just evil times 20. There was like, I mean, the pillar of schemes.
1: the community on the, on the covers of magazine, you're going out to dinner and the chief of police is coming up and saying hello. And that's also like your son's boss. And I think there wasn't I mean, people are now saying, oh, we heard these rumblings. We saw Bethany Frankel saying that. We saw Camille Grammer coming out and saying there were these rumblings that Tom had these issues, but also you have the people within the legal community not all knowing either. And a lot of them still saying this was still a well-respected individual in the community. And then as the lawyers, including his son-in-law start jumping ship, you're like, Oh shit, what now what's going on behind the doors here. So when you've got a legal community that also maybe heard rumblings, but isn't quite sure. I, I just, I can't say a hundred percent Erica was like his ride or die, Bonnie and Clyde co-defendant stealing money, laughing all the way to the bank I think there's enough money coming in and enough publicized verdicts that she could have easily thought this money will never run out. Well, that is the one
0: thing that I've said a million times. It's not like your husband had a job for $176,000 at, you know, with a suit and sat at the desk and you had three planes in your driveway. I've said this all along. It's, there was so much money there from the beginning and whether it's used up or not, you hear Aaron Brockovich, which is what I, I mean. You do, you like, yeah. You just
1: oh shit, there that's a big deal. The
0: beginning, mm-hmm. so it's not like I've my husband goes to work and I saw the offer letter and this is his salary and I know just what he makes. Then he comes home at night.
1: It was endless. It was like continuous judgments. Yeah, it's different, and it's different than the, like the Judice case where you're just like, are you really doing contracting, like? How much contracting are you doing versus Tom Girardi getting? Again, he had multiple billion dollar settlements and gets 40% of that plus cost. But then also with someone like Jen Shaw, you look at it and she's like business, business, business. I do an algorithm. And you're like, I don't understand what you do and where all this money is coming from. And you see the women in Salt Lake saying, I don't really understand where all this money is coming from. At least with Tom Girardi, you can look at it and go, I understand where all this is money, money is coming from. The biggest question with Tom Girardi is, I don't understand where it all went. Where right. the fuck did the money go? And that's the most confusing part in there. In the others, you're like, oh, I can understand why there was fraud because there's no way you're making that much money. With him, it's the loss of money that really I want. I want to understand that. And I don't know if my curiosity will ever be satisfied and will know how all that money disappeared. I would love to see more from what his ex-wives have to say. I think they're probably smart in not speaking to the media, but I would love to hear what they have to say about all of this you and think, how much they knew. You think when all this is
0: over, we still may not be able to say, you know, we'll have a resolution, but we may, we may not know where these just 80 million dollars when or whatever. I
1: don't know if we will. I don't know if that's uh, information we will get or we will have. Maybe. I mean, if Ron Richards stays on the case, it'll be on Twitter and we'll know everything. (laughs) That is very true. (laughs) Well,
0: not to get you into, you said you were in a Twitter spat with Ron Richards. Oh, he
1: doesn't always. I don't think he always loves me. He loves to correct what I have said about things. We don't always see eye to eye on things, which is fine. We're lawyers. Most lawyers don't see eye to eye on things. I was just going to say many people in the Bravo world that
0: have been on the show and many that haven't been on the show that you see on your TV aren't so thrilled with me every day. So,
1: and I think you're fabulous. Thank you. Him, so. Thank <laughs> you. There's all,
0: there's people on Beverly Hills right now, currently this season that do not say good, good things about me, but that's a whole nother story. So, another story. I mean, is Ronald Richard just because we brought him up? Is he, you know, because Erica, we all know, has tried to get him removed and he's obsessed. Tried
1: to get him removed twice and is still on appeal with it.
0: Is still on appeal with it. Like, is he doing anything wrong with all this Twitter and, and Instagram and demanding that Andy ask
1: certain questions? Like, I guess so far the judge doesn't seem to think so. I mean, demanding. I didn't know about demanding. Andy ask questions. Was when Andy was asking for questions, was he tweeting back? Like, ask this, ask that. Like, this is honey, not your deposition. Honey, I don't honey, know yes. this at all. He said,
0: "Please, Tell Andy." Me. He said, "Yeah." When Andy was like, "Anyone got any questions?" Filming the reunion. Oh, Mr. Richard said, "Yeah, yeah," and then listed out. A whole bunch of questions. Now he has gone one step further, which I'm not so sure that I agree with. Now he can come for me. Now that we've seen the trailer for the reunion, which everyone is, you know, crazy. And by the time this comes out, we'll have seen some of the reunion. Ronald has actually tweeted a since saying, "Thank you very much, Andy, for asking my questions." I'm not sure how you get that from the trailer,
1: but now Ronald has stepped in. Interesting. And said,
0: Thank you for listening to me, Andy, and for asking the question. Well, we've seen,
1: seen. I mean, ahead. we've seen information. I, I'm not first. I haven't seen the questions Ron asked. I can't imagine that they're all that different from what a lot of the Bravo universe wants to know. Right. Too. Did you know? What did you know? Those kinds of things. Um, he definitely has inserted himself in a very. Uh, at the forefront way. And we've definitely seen that grow his Twitter account and his profile. But we've also seen things that he's alluded to or leaked that haven't been accurate with regard to the rent of clothing and, and DNA and all of that, that I don't, I personally don't care for. But when Erica tried to have him remove the judge ruled very strongly in Ron Richard's favor. And the judge is like, no, I'm not doing this. There are things I, I wouldn't do if I was on the case that did not sit right with me, but they clearly, this is how he comports himself on social media. I don't like the way he's gone after Erica. It feels very personal, which is strange to me because normally it's, Hey, we're trying to get this money back from the victims. If anyone has heard anything or seen anything and doing investigation online, Twitter sleuths are the best. They, they find a lot of information. I don't have a problem with a lawyer saying, do you guys know what this is? Or have you ever heard of this? Or have you guys seen this? But it's different than, um, making fun of her mental health struggles when she's talked about being on Lexapro and saying, "Oh, well, she's an unreliable witness." It's different than you know putting out the credit card bills online that haven't been in court documents that he and I disagree with about whether those are private financial records or not. They're her personal credit card bills. I think they're private financial records, um, and and some of that stuff is just not done. I think the reason. I, it, it sits particularly difficult for me is because the Girardi bankruptcy is showing the worst of a profession that can be great and also can be terrible. And we're seeing, I would like to see the best foot forward of all the lawyers in this case. And I think some of the personal attacks are just beneath, beneath it. You know, it's like, why are we slinging mud at, at podcasters who are talking about this? Why are, why are we getting into the weeds with some of this stuff? Um, when you're involved in the case, if he wasn't involved in the case, I wouldn't really have, you know, go after Erica, all you want be personal, all you want. That's fine. Once you're involved in the case, I would have expected it to shift a bit, but it did not. It
0: did not. What do you think? So, I mean, like I've always said this, like, if this wasn't my job, you would never see me. Like, I don't care if I have no followers or seven, who cares? I mean, it's different. It's business. And this is money. Like that's, I mean, what does he hope to get out of this besides like followers? Like what the next job? Like now he's gonna be like the higher gun every time there's someone in the public eye. Like, I mean, maybe is that is that the you think the I mean could
1: process? be. i I think that I know that as as my show has grown and as my YouTube channel has grown, I've had lots of people reach out, hey, I've got this case. Can you help me with it? No, I am not available. (laughs) You cannot hire me. I can, I can give you some recommendations of other lawyers. I can tell you what kind of lawyer to look for in your area, but I know that that happens as it's just a name that people recognize when people don't know how to hire a lawyer. They're like, look, if you're going through something and you hate the other party, do you want the lawyer? That's going to be mild about it. Or do you want the lawyer? That's like, yeah, you're my client. You hate them. I hate them. Let's go. And so I can absolutely see it. Um, his Twitter profile indicates that he's a former legal commentator for the news. I don't know if that's something he wants to get back to. Uh, we don't have a, a conversation like that. It's normally I talk about things and then I get an email saying, but you didn't say this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, thank you for your input. So, I mean, you can Tell gain about Clients, you, you can gain clients. Yeah, you can gain uh, you and me and everyone both. You can gain clients from it. Um, you know, you get your name in the, the, you know, what reality blurb.com and what have you. And I think that there are different ways to go after cases and we're seeing it play out very differently because there still is, there is a special attorney on the other bankruptcy that's going after marital assets, whose name half of you probably don't know, because what you're not seeing is him and Erica going back and forth publicly. I'm sure Erica's lawyer's are talking to Boris Tracy on behind the scenes, and they're trying to figure out what co debts are owed in that bankruptcy. But we've seen none of it on social media. Do
0: you think Erica's lawyers, because like you said, whether she knew or not isn't really, it's what has happened since she has known. So I get staying on the show because it's a salary and you need the money. Like, let's talk about the social media and the show. I mean, like, do you think her lawyers like, are they? Just having a breakdown every day. I mean, like, I understand the Fenty and sponsorships, but that's gone now. Like, I mean, what if this was your client? Would you just say, like, you're in, you could say goodbye on Instagram, like, make a statement, goodbye, everyone. I'll be back in three years. Was that what you would advise someone? And this conversation will continue, like usual with some of our part twos on Patreon this weekend. So we talk more about what are Erica's lawyers most likely telling her about her social media behavior? What would Emily tell Erica about her social media behavior? And what would she instruct her to do on social media and on the show, considering everything she is saying and, and doing is possibly going to be used against her? We talk about a lot of people are calling for Erica to sell everything, sell your clothes, sell all the designer stuff and pay the victims from a legal point of view, which is what we're talking about because Emily's a lawyer, why Erica may or may not not be able to do that. And if she's allowed to do that, why that either may be a great thing to do or may not be such a great thing to do. We also talk about, listen, we don't know what's going to happen if Erica is going to be found guilty or innocent, but we talk about what is the best case scenario. And this is over from a legal point of view. Emily is a former LA prosecutor, let's pick her brain. What is the best case scenario of how this is going to play out for Erica? What is the worst possible? Are we talking money problems or are we talking money and possible jail time? All of that is coming this weekend on Patreon. We talk about a lot of other stuff too. We talk about the show. You know, what right someone has to not want to film with Erica? Was Sutton really wrong in going and saying, I want to consult a lawyer? I mean, Sutton now has a bodyguard. We talk about that. We break down the reunion a little more. You know, what we really analyze Erica's performance on the show. Has she been using the show to kind of create a narrative? And let's just go back to the legal Aspects of it. Like, how is this going to play out over the next few months, years? What is the timeline? And let's face it, whereas other shows are taking their time to cast, I mean, the OC, Atlanta, New York, who knows when New York will be back. Beverly Hills, I mean, I can say is going to start filming right away. Is that really the case? And what can we expect to see from Erica next season? And now that Erica's watched all this back and she's at this point in her life, legally, should she have done something different or should she just go and film the next season the same? And and what can we expect? All of that is in part two. It's about an hour. It is this weekend on Patreon. I know that most of you are on our Patreon for whoever isn't. There is a link in our bio. There is a link in the show notes. And, you know, I respond to DMs ad nauseum. So you can DM me and I can send that to you that we are not done with emily just yet this weekend part two on patreon we'll be answering most of your questions thanks hope you guys enjoy this stay tuned thanks for listening to yet another episode of behind the velvet rope because without you listeners i would just be a crazy person with voices in my head and if you like what you hear